everyone, and welcome to Season 3 of Meet Me in the Quad, a UVic student life podcast. My name is Briar, and I will be your host for Season 3. I want to acknowledge that all episodes are recorded on the traditional territory of the Lekwungen peoples, the same traditional territory upon which UVic stands. I also want to acknowledge the Songhees, Esquimalt, and Wasonic peoples, whose historical relationships with this land continue to this day. I am so grateful to have the opportunity to learn, work, and play here every day. So today we're going to be meeting with Emma, a student at UVic. She's going to be talking to us today about how to find summer jobs, what things to consider when applying for those jobs, and using connections and networking. She's also going to touch on what things she never even expected she would learn from summer jobs. So without further ado, let's get into it. Hi, Emma. Could you please introduce yourself? Tell us about where you're from, what you're taking in school, and what year you're in. Hi, thanks for having me. So excited to be here. My name is Emma and I was born in Salem, Oregon in the United States. And then I moved to Victoria to come to UVic, which has been an absolute joy. Uh, I'm just finishing up my Bachelor of Arts in English with a minor in Environmental Studies. And I'm really finishing up my last two classes of my UVic career this next week. That's so exciting. You You must be over the moon. Yeah, congrats. That's awesome. Can you tell us a a little bit about some of the jobs you have worked in your past? Yeah, you bet. So in high school, I think the first summer job that I ever had was working at a theme park called the Enchanted Forest. Fun. (laughs) Absolutely an amazing experience. I loved it so much. Um, I started out working in their, their theater as an understudy, and it was really lucky that I went to the audition. My mom had really pushed me to go, and I didn't want to do it, but she really pushed me to go, and I'm so glad I did, because the very next year when I went back, um, we started an Irish band, and I ended up playing as an Irish musician for four years at a theme park. It was so awesome. <laughs> That's so cool. Yeah, it was really neat, and then once I moved to Canada... I joined the co-op program and I didn't actually land a co-op job in my first uh, year. However, I did end up getting a job at Turnabout Luxury Resale, which is a really cool like designer consignment store in Oak Bay. And I was able to challenge my work term, which basically means that you can register that job as a co-op job. So that was my first uh, job in Canada. And then after that, I ended up getting a job the next summer as the communications and campus engagement assistant for UVic Co-op and Career. And that's the job that I'm currently in right now. I absolutely love it. I had applied for it the year before and didn't get in. But going back after doing some more, um, gaining some more skills, I was able to land it the second time. So really happy to be in this position now. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, you made a couple of really good points there. I, I like that you said that uh, you might not have gotten on your first try when I applied for my first co-op job, like the first summer. I didn't get it either. I think that's pretty oh, common. Yeah. So um, yeah, anybody who's listening, who's in the co-op program worried they're not going to get a job their first time, it's totally okay. Um, it really is. Yeah, totally. And and also, I, I like that you touched on, you know, you find your own job and then you make it a co-op job. I love that. Yeah. That's awesome. It's such a neat feature that that comes with most co-op programs. Well, most program areas have this option where on your first work term only, you can challenge and then have a job that you found separately be your first co-op, which is really nice. Yeah, totally. And I also like that you um, you might not have gotten the job the first time, but then you applied for the same job again and got it after you, like you said, get some more skills. That's that's amazing. That's awesome. 
Thank you. Yeah, I was, I really knew that I wanted to do this job the first time that I applied. And when I went into the interview, that was when I really realized, oh, actually, I really don't have that much experience totally. <laughs> that we want. So after that, I really focused on doing things. I became a, a community leader uh, in the UVic residences to help me gain some event experience and, mm -hmm. and other things like that. So that when I came back the second time, I really had more to speak to. Yes. Um, Yes, absolutely. And um, I think another important thing to, to talk about too is um, for like myself personally, I didn't get a job once because I had no experience. Um, and then the next summer, my volunteer experience is actually what got oh. me the job, which I think is really interesting because you wouldn't think that, right? Um, but it just happened to be related and a lot of employers don't care if it's paid or not. So that's another really cool thing too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um, could you tell us a little about like how you found all these jobs, like your experience finding these jobs within university? Yeah, I can do my best. So I have a couple of things that I think about when I'm looking for summer jobs. And the first thing that I think about is how far I'm willing to travel for the job. So um, if you're willing to commute a long ways, or if you're willing to move to a different province, really opens up your opportunities and your options. But for me personally, I didn't have a vehicle and I still don't have a vehicle at this time. So I really knew that I wanted to work locally. And that was a really good way to start narrowing down where I wanted to work. And also, you know, during the last year, this isn't as prevalent because we've been able to work from home in many situations. But as we start to hopefully move towards the end of this pandemic, we can look forward to going back to our our workplaces. And then after that, I start looking at what platforms I'm going to um, search for my jobs on. And there's tons of uh, online job posting sites like Indeed, WorkBC, bcjobs.ca, Workopolis, CareerJet, Jubal, so many, there's so many. And if you would like, for anyone listening, if you'd like to see a full list of what co-op recommends, you're welcome to check out our Shift into Summer webpage on our website. If you just Google shift into summer, you should be able to find it pretty easy. And at the bottom of that page, there's a whole list of job sites that you could try looking at. And there's even some that are specifically for different program areas, which is really helpful. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, it's really nice. Um, and then sometimes you could maybe even use a Facebook group to find jobs. I was in a Facebook group for jobs and environmental studies for students, and I didn't end up applying to any of them, but I did see how useful it was for others that were at UVic and studying the same thing as me. So if you know where to look, that could be a really good option. Um, you can ask your friends too, because they know you, they know what you like, and they might hear of something that they might think, oh, that would be perfect for you. My friend Allison um, got a job at Turnabout before me. Her, one of her family members was one of, the, uh, one of the people that was high up in that company. And she said, Emma, you should apply to this with me. And at that point I was freaking out because I didn't have a summer job. So I was like, okay, I'll apply with you. And there we, we worked there for the whole summer together, which was really nice. Um, yeah. And then if, you know, if you are still struggling and you haven't found anything, I would so recommend connecting with a career educator. There's a career educator for every single program area, and they have so much knowledge about how to help you find that job, how to help you land that job, and you don't have to be in co-op to access their services. So that's really useful. Wow, yeah, that's great to know that you don't have to be in co-op to access that. I had no idea. Yeah, that's yeah. amazing. 
Okay. And even cool. after you graduate, you can uh, access them too. Okay. Interesting. Um, so when you were looking for these jobs through all these different portals, uh, what things did you consider when you were applying for these jobs um, about the job specifically? Yeah, great question. So I kind of had a, a couple of things that I would think about. And the first was, does it interest me? So if I'm looking through a bunch of job postings and I see one and I'm like, oh, wow, this looks really interesting, then I know automatically I need to apply. Um, and if I read a job posting and it doesn't maybe seem like the most interesting thing in the world, before I throw it out, the thing that I ask is, is this something I'm willing to try? I would, when I'm looking for jobs, I would have a list um, or two lists, really, an A list and a B list. And the A list is the one with all the jobs that I really, really want or the ones that I think I'd really enjoy. And then the B list are the ones that I would apply to that maybe I'm not so sure about, but uh, if nothing pans out on my A list, I have some backups. Mm-hmm, totally. You know, your B list could be, you know, one of the jobs that you had no idea you'd enjoy and you end up loving it. Um, so that's a really good place to start. And then the next question I like to ask is, will this advance my career? And what I mean by that is what skills might I gain in this position that are going to help me when I apply for the next thing? I think there's a, a real misconception um, between high school and maybe first or second year uh, university students that think that once you graduate, that first job that you get once you graduate is going to be the be all end all job that you stay in forever. And I really think that that's not the case most of the time. You're going to move around from job to job. And if you can build up some skills in your previous employment, finding that one that you end up loving and staying with in the end is going to be a lot easier to find. Um, where it's located, again, I think we've talked about that a little bit, but it's good to know where you're, where you're going to be. And then the last thing I like to ask is what skills or knowledge do I already have that I can bring to the position? And as a little disclaimer, um, you don't have to know everything or have all the skills on a job posting to apply to it. Like I really struggled with imposter syndrome when I started applying for jobs when I entered university. And then the more that I've, um, been doing it, the more I've realized if you feel like you could add something to this company or to the job, apply. Even if you don't have everything on there, you can't lose anything by doing that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's but, really important. Yeah. But if you do have some of that, uh, those skills or knowledge, it's sure going to make it easier to, yes. to do that cover letter and resume. So yes, the cover letter is big. Actually, I, I did um, have a couple of friends who used to tell me this who were a little bit older than I was. Um, they, they said that sometimes it's actually beneficial to write on the cover letter what you what qualifications you don't have. Uh, and I was oh. like, what do you mean by that? That doesn't make any sense. And um, so they're walking me through this process and they're like, yeah, we comment on the things that we like don't have. So if the job application has A, B and C and you have A and B and not C, they would say, oh, these are the A and B things that I have. As I don't have C, this is a way that I could gain C or they like they kind of touch on it. So I thought that was really interesting. I don't, I feel like you'd have to be really good with words to pull it off, but yeah, <laughs> something interesting for sure. I love that. Such, I've never heard that one, but I actually feel like that could be really useful. Yeah. Well, I feel like if I was an employer reading that, I'd be like, okay, like, so you could identify the things you don't have. Like that's actually a huge skill. So that's, mm-hmm. that's cool. Yeah. So also something important to consider is um, in your experience, uh, how early do you start looking for these summer jobs? 
Ooh, so I'm a bit of a keener. <laughs> I start looking in like mid-February <laughs> and uh, lots of positions, you know, especially co-op positions, they're not going to come out until a bit later, probably like mid or end of March. But I really like to start early because if I don't, I kind of get overwhelmed. Um, and I really like to at least feel like I've started the process, even if I don't, you know, get a job until, you know, April or something, at least I've started so I don't feel like I'm behind in the game. But, you know, if you do start in February, anybody who's listening, please don't panic if you don't get something by the end of February, because you probably won't, like most of the things won't come out until a little bit closer to the summer deadline, but for jobs that that are seasonal, so they happen every single year, they tend to post a little bit earlier, I think, because they've already got that uh, job description made up. They already have everything ready to just repost the next year. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, it's also, yeah, I think good to, to note, too, is if you're starting a little bit earlier, it's good to build those A and B lists, like you said, because um, then you sort of have an idea of, well, every job I've applied for is sort of B list, and I don't overly want them, that it kind of gives you a, a different outlook going into closer to the end months, like, okay, what do I really want for my A list then, you know? Absolutely, yeah. And the cool thing about those, um, the list is, you know, when you're you're looking at um, this job that you think you really, really want. You're like, it's perfect. It has everything. And then you might get an interview and then you're talking with someone in the interview and you're like, this isn't really what I thought, or I really yes. like, I'm not clicking with this person. And like you said, sometimes the B jobs, it could just be a perfect fit. You just never know until you're really getting there and talking about what the job actually entails. Exactly. Exactly. And I, I guess you've kind of touched on this a little bit. Um, so how was your experience trying to find summer jobs while living somewhere else? So like, for example, if you're living in Oregon, trying to find jobs in Victoria and like that whole situation. Yeah, so it is a little bit tricky for sure. But because we have online um, job postings, it is a little bit easier. And now that we've gotten so used to doing online interviews over the past year, I actually think that this is going to get a lot easier for people who are applying remotely for positions but um, I was lucky, you know, I had moved during my first year um, here. So I kind of knew that I was gonna be here for the summer and it made applying a little bit easier. But I guess my, my best tip would be to really have that, a really good cover letter and resume because that's what's gonna make you stand out initially. Um, and the thing that a lot of people I think also don't necessarily know when you're when you're starting out a job search is that there's an idea that you need to apply for a hundred jobs and you just have to send the same cover letter and resume to each one and hope that something pans out and I really want to challenge that thinking and say maybe apply for 30 jobs but make sure that each resume and cover letter is tailored to that position totally. your, yeah your experience reflects what they're looking for and that you pull keywords from the job posting into your resume and cover letter. So whether it's a computer that scans it first or a person reading it, they're gonna know, okay, this person did their research. This person has good experience that tailors to the position. We need to have an interview with this person. Mm, totally. Um, and I know you said that you were in the co-op program and uh, I know that from my experience, co-op program kind of teaches a, a little bit about this and tailoring your your applications um, so I'm curious in your in your uh, opinion how beneficial you think the co-op program is compared to finding jobs um, using other other sites yeah great question I really think that co-op is a huge benefit if you can do co-op I would recommend it and you don't have to do a full 
four term um, co-op most of the time. You could even do a work experience, which is two terms. It's worth it either way um, for a couple of reasons. And first is like you kind of mentioned, the introduction to professional practice course that all students will take before they go on a work term. And that just provides a lot of insight on how to search for and land positions, including how to write that resume, how to write that cover letter, how to interview, um, and then what to do once you're actually in the job. And then you also do reflections. So a midterm site visit and then a final report, which helps you bring all the learning that you did together. And it really um, teaches you how to explain the skills that you've gained to future employers, which makes a huge difference when you're interviewing in the future. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and co-op is really nice too, because it gives you a list of jobs, which makes your search so much easier. You don't yes. have to go from site to site. It's just all right there. Yes. Totally. All of these jobs are relevant to your field, which yes. really cuts out that sifting through to see if it's actually relevant. Um, but even, you know, even more than that, it, it's more than just a, a list of jobs. Um, there's so many people that you can meet in co-op that can help you along the way. So you have your co-op coordinator who's going to help you before and during your work term. And then, of course, your career educator. And then there's also tons of events and workshops that co-op and career hosts all the time, including career fairs, expert panels, government panels or fairs, resume workshops, LinkedIn workshops, mock interview clinics, and more. And there's tons of online resources on the website that pertain to every single step of the, the application process. So there's lots that you can gain besides just getting a job. Yes, totally. And uh, speaking from my experience too, I had no idea how to write a cover letter. Anytime a cover letter would come, I would say, oh no, it's not that important. I'll skip it. I'll just, I'll just submit my resume. Um, it was <laughs> terrifying. And then I wrote my first one and it was absolutely terrible. And I, that you submit it and, and they take a look at it and they sort of edit it. You talk with other people, you slowly start to learn how to write a cover letter, but I went to my parents who have, they had no idea how to write a cover letter. So oh, wow. <laughs> I think there's a lot of people, you know, in university who, who might not even have help to write a cover letter. So I do think that that was an important thing for me personally. And I'm sure a lot of others out there who uh, the cover letter was a big one for me, a big hurdle to get over. Absolutely. And if you're an international student, even maybe you would write a cover letter differently um, in your country rather than the way that we typically do it in Canada. So it's really nice to get that Canadian perspective too before you start applying to jobs here. Yes. So, yeah. Very true. Uh, so I know, again, you touched on this one a little bit too with um, as your friend uh, asking you to join this job with her. How important is networking to you? And um, have you got any other jobs from previous connections that you've made? Great question. I don't think that I've gotten other jobs from other connections, but I do think that networking is really important. I think it gives you a leg up in the application process because somebody already knows your name, someone knows about you, maybe they know about your work ethic and they can vouch for hiring you. So it certainly increases your chances of actually landing that job that you apply for. And if you're a student who doesn't have a whole lot of work experience, uh, then um, networking can be a really good way to break into the field that you're trying to get into. So I think that networking is really beneficial. The more you can do it, the better chance you're going to have of actually getting the job that you want. 
Mm-hmm. And I think it's really important too to uh, talk about you know turning that connection into a potential job offer. I, I think it's important to acknowledge what you've learned from the original position if you're wanting to use that into a future job offer. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. And I was also wondering uh, how you decide uh, who you decide to use as references for jobs when you're applying for them. And do you think that those references should change depending on what job you're applying to? Yeah, that's a great question. So I think that references can be a bit of a challenge for students who may not have as much experience to draw their references from. And I find that the more um, higher level jobs that I start applying to, the more references I'm being asked for. And so first and foremost, I, I would recommend choosing a reference that knows you really well and can speak to your skills and that your competent will give you a good reference. Because I think that a good reference from someone who may not necessarily know the field that you're trying to apply to is going to be better than someone who is in that field but might not give as good of feedback on your performance. Um, But if you do have the opportunity to tailor your references to the position, then by all means, I think you should do that. Uh, It will hold more weight, I think. But uh, yeah, pick someone who's going to really speak highly of you because that's what employers want to know. They just want to know if you're going to be a good person to work with. So pick someone who can speak to that. Totally. And make sure, for the students listening, make sure you tell the people you put down as your references that you put them down as references. Yes. Yes, yes please do that. <laughs> yes. I, told, I put someone down as a reference, forgot to tell them, and they were so taken aback when they got this call. And it did not look good on me, obviously, right? Like, first oh, it's like, oh, I had no idea. What job is this? That doesn't sound good, right? So yeah. um, I've had it both ends where the person picks up and they're like, oh, I totally know what job this is. She's told me all about it. She's so excited. Th- that's such a difference. Um, so I, I think that's also really important, really yeah. important. I'm so glad you mentioned, too, the bit about explaining what the job is to your reference. I, I actually think that's such good advice and something that I wish I had been doing from the beginning because then the your reference has such a better chance to speak to what's in the job and and how you're going to be a good fit rather than just about your character. Yes, absolutely. Good fit is huge and I think that's one of the main things that employers look for. I mean, especially when there's lots of applicants and it's really competitive, they have a whole lot of people to choose from who's actually qualified. So I think the best yeah. thing for them is like you said, the best fit. Um so yeah, that that is huge. Um, so I guess lastly, to sort of close up here, um, do you think it's valuable to have a summer job? Like what are some of the things you've learned from your summer jobs over the years? Yes, yes, and yes, it is so valuable to have a summer job. I would definitely recommend it to everybody. Um, University or high school experience, any experience is good experience. Well, mostly, almost any experience is good experience. Um, The nice thing is if you go to a job and you end up hating that job, and you think, thank goodness, I'm only doing this for the summer, you actually still gain something really valuable. You've learned what you really don't like and don't want to do. Um, and then you're not going to waste four years of studying maybe about whatever it was that you were, that you thought you were really going to love. I ended up switching degrees actually after my first year. I, I came in for science and I realized really quick that that was not going to be something that I, I wanted to do. So I'm so glad that I had an open mind enough to to try something different. And that's what ended up leading me to the happy place that I am now. 
Um, and once you've got a, a summer job or summer work experience, looking for work post-graduation is going to be so much easier because you've built up your competencies, you've made those connections, and you know what it's like to participate in the workforce. So it's really going to give you uh, a leg up in that sense. And you also get income. So you can subsidize your education. Um, you can pay back those student loans or maybe just gives you some spending money. Uh, it's so, so useful in so many senses to have a summer job. And I think that the most important thing that I learned personally um, while looking for work was to keep an open mind. As a humanities student, I've been asked by so many people, well, what are you going to do with that? Are you going to be a teacher? Are you going to work in a museum? And I thought, no, I don't want to do either of those things. And it really stressed me out at first because I thought, geez, what am I going to do if these are my only two options? Mm, totally. Once I started looking for work and started working, doing jobs that, you know, maybe had communications elements or event planning elements. I was like, oh, this is really fun. And then I realized there's so many opportunities out there for, for anyone. And maybe I'll end up in a tech company in my next job. Who knows? You know, it's all about skills more than anything else. Once you've built up some skills, you can apply those to so many different positions in so many different places. So keep that open mind. And don't get discouraged because you put yourself into a box. Yes. And I can totally attest to um, once you're looking to graduate, looking for those jobs. Um, some of my other uh, classmates who are graduating, uh, they are having a really hard time. They're like, oh, I will have this degree, but I, I can't get five years experience. How am I going to yeah. get that? Right. Um Whereas I'm looking at that going, okay, well, I have one year experience from this. I have one year experience from this. I have things I've done throughout mm -hmm. my degree. And I feel like now I feel much more confident going out into the workforce, being that I've had this experience. Um, and once I have that degree, I'll have both. So Absolutely. Uh, totally, I can totally attest that as, as I'm sure you can as well, uh, as you're about to graduate, which is really exciting. Yeah, I can't yes. believe it. it went by really fast. <laughs> yes, I think also what's uh, I've noticed, uh, especially in the last couple of years, as I'm making more of a relationship with some of my superiors, uh, I'm learning, you know, some of the things that uh, I like in a boss uh, and don't like in a boss. Right. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah. And that's a, a neat thing, too. I was actually thinking about that with with remote work. Um, I never expected to enjoy working remotely. Um, and then I did it for a year and I actually found that I love it. I really enjoy being at my house. Um, it really cuts down on my, my stress levels. And I find that working in a really positive team environment, even if it's remote, even if I'm doing, you know, Zoom meetings all the time, I really thrive in that kind of environment. So now when I go to my next job, wherever that is, I'm going to know, okay, this is a new option for me. I can, you know, I can work remotely and I can do it well as long as, you know, I have this really beneficial community to work in. So totally. that's so interesting what you can learn by doing things that you never expected you were going to do. Yes, totally. And things you never expected you were going to learn either. Like I wouldn't have thought of that, you know, at all until you're in this situation. It's really interesting. I, I agree. Um, thank you so much, Emma, for joining us. You gave so much great information. Uh, thank you for sharing with us today. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I really enjoyed it. Awesome. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Good luck. You're going to do great. Awesome. Thanks so much again, Emma.